and welcome to the Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Newin. So, exciting news. If you follow me on social media, you will know that I have a, here we go, tap tap, a hard copy, a real life version of my book. Um, unfortunately, it has a, like, a sticker across it saying not for resale, rather ruining the aesthetics of it. But nonetheless, it is very exciting to have this book in my hand. And it is going to be live on the 26th of November. So Saturday, the 26th of November. And the week after, we're going to have a mini book launch, which I'm very excited about. And I'll give you more details because, of course, you are more than welcome to join me or, of course, catch up on the replay. But I thought what I would do is I want to give you, my listeners, a sneak preview of the book. So I'm going to read the first couple of pages to you because it leads me into something I want to talk about today with you, which has come up, gosh, it's only Monday today. And I've already seen like two clients today that have had something very similar. And that the idea of prioritising you, of getting clear on what it is that you want and why it can be so frustrating when I say to someone, what is it you want? And like straight away, it's like, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Or you have like this really big vision, but it seems really, really far away. And so I want to talk to you today about prioritising you and getting clear on like where it is you are, what's important to you and how to take action from that place. But first of all, settle in. Let me read you a story. And as all good stories start, this one really does start with a once upon a time. So once upon a time, once upon a time, you are utterly unafraid of who you were. For the first few years of your life, you listened to your body, honoured your knees and followed your heart. You sang loudly, danced wildly and dressed to please only yourself. You knew exactly what you wanted from each moment and you were deeply inextricably connected to your power and your magic. But over time, the thoughts, opinions and expectations of friends, family and society in general eroded that connection. It probably didn't happen all at once. Instead, as erosion does, it took time. It happened in a slow, steady drip, drip, drip. One drip every time you realised you couldn't stay true to yourself and still please everyone you cared about. Keep being the good girl. Know for sure that the people around you would love the real you. Fit in and feel a sense of belonging and community. Avoid the risk of making a fuss or coming across as bossy or selfish. Then those drips grew larger and heavier once you began getting positive reinforcement for being less you. You probably got complimented and praised every time you put someone else's needs before your own sacrifice time that you'd planned spending doing an activity that you enjoyed for an event that wasn't important to that was important for someone else deferred to someone else even when you knew you were right but just to keep the peace and then with each drip that eroded your belief in yourself and what you wanted from your life you also weakened your connection to your magic so how much of your life are you putting off we all know that our time on earth is limited And yet this isn't the story we tell ourselves. Instead, we say, I'll do it later. I'll follow my dreams when the time is right. We say, I'll finally learn that style of cooking when. I'll travel to the places I've always longed to see when. I'll read that book, schedule that massage or start getting fitter when. And then when the when comes, I'll do it 
when? I'll do it when I have more time, when the kids have left home, when the people around me don't need me as much, when I feel more confident, when I have the right qualifications or experience. When that thing, whatever it was, finally happens, then we can live the life that we want. Then we can do all that we've planned and all that we've dreamed of. Later, maybe too late. We're here in our human bodies for a very limited amount of time. In his book, 4,000 Weeks, British journalist Oliver Berkman notes that the average life is insultingly, absurdly brief. If we live to be 80, he says, that works out a little under 4,000 weeks from the book's title. It's a sobering thought, isn't it? Put that way, it really doesn't sound like much time. Certainly at the age of seven, my little boy didn't think so when he heard his dad and I talking about it being the average lifespan. Granted, his perception of time isn't the most accurate. He was sure that a four-hour trip to see family actually took 100 hours. Still, though, he's not wrong about 4,000 weeks being a short time, especially when so many of us live our lives as if we're going to have forever. We forget that life is finite. We put the things we most want to do on hold for some future condition is met. We just assume that we'll always have tomorrow. But living this way means the present never feels fulfilling. There's always something else to do or someone else who wants our attention. And then in the book, I go on to share a little story about going to my nan's house for dinner. Um, <laughs> and so the book continues. But that's the part that I want to talk to you today is about how much of your life are you putting off until when? When all of the list that I read in that book and so I want you just to take a moment and ask yourself that question that I've been posing to people this week and just ask yourself, what is it that you need right now? Now, I'm not talking about, oh, I need like a million pounds to pay off my debt and to do all those things. But if you drop into in this moment, what do you need for yourself? It might be a drink of water. It might be to go to bed early. It might be to stretch and move your body. It might seem incredibly boring, but it is those moment by moment choices that really allow us to connect back into who we are and what's important to us. We have spent so much of our life prioritising other people, ignoring our own needs because maybe we got praise for not following our own needs and prioritising other people. And that, that kind of recognition as a child for being air quote good because we've shared because we've you know let our little brother or sister or our cousin or our friend dictate what it is we should do we learn to ignore those signs of our body we learn to ignore those desires of the body because we are lovable when we ignore them we are lovable when we suppress them we are accepted we are celebrated when we ignore those desires and passions and as we've done that, drip, 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 over time, we lose connection with those desires. Or we think we have a desire, but actually it's someone else's desire they have for us. And so I really want you to take some time to think about what is it you need in this moment? Not like the big dreams, we can get onto those later. But in this moment right now, if you, I often think about it as like the sea, our emotions can feel very turbulent. It's like the chop of the ocean, the spray and the waves and everything on top of the ocean feeling like really crazy being knocked around all over the place. 
But if you were to sink beneath that, like sink down under the waves, sink down deep into your body, what does your body really want right now? Often we're like, oh, it needs to do more. I need to achieve more. But again, that's often how we have status in society. It's the identity, how we want to be seen, the status, our ego, how that wants to be perceived in the world. And whilst, yes, that is important, right now I want you to step back from all of those roles, all of those expectations. Come back to your own centre and ask, what is it I need right now? And maybe it is to do something productive, to go for a run, to like burn off that excess energy, to create something. But to rest is equally as valid. I was talking to someone today about the importance of seasons. And if you think about if you live somewhere with seasons, but here in the UK, we most definitely have seasons. We have that in every aspect of our life. We have a spring when we're like waking up and we're like, yes, let's get moving. Let's do all of these things. Then we have summer when we feel so confident, so on path, so aligned. And then we have autumn when we start to review things. We start to let things go. And we're like, do I still really want that in my life? Is that still working for me? And then we have winter where we rest and renew. But unfortunately in our world, We really celebrate summer. (laughs) We want summer all year long. And that looks like the energy of producing, 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 confusing the fact that your production equals your value. And it's just not true. For you to be able to produce, you are part of nature and nature has its cycles. Nothing in nature blooms forever. You know, it grows, it blooms, it decays. Everything is the constant ebb and flow of growth or decay. Whether that's your life cycle, if you have a hormonal cycle, it's your menstrual cycle, whether it's an idea, everything has that like first exciting breaking the soil and going, yes, this is what I'm doing. It comes to fruition, it goes to compost and then you're on to the next thing as we rest, waiting for that new idea, waiting for that new inspiration to come. So when you think about... um that cycle of growth, it can be uncomfortable because nothing stays the same. We are not supposed to be linear. We are cyclical beings. We go in cycle after cycle after cycle. Every area of your life is governed by cycles. You might not just have noticed them as obviously as you might now when you move forward. So think about what do you need right now? Do you need action or do you need rest? Do you need that energy of spring into summer, of taking that idea and actually making it happen? Because sometimes that's what we need. Sometimes we have an idea or we have a thought in our mind and we get so overwhelmed, so consumed by all of it. We try thinking our way out of overwhelm and it never works. All it does is add to the confusion. Sometimes we just need to take action. Even if we're not 100% sure that action is going to work, it doesn't matter. We take action because then we get data. That data tells us, brilliant, that's exactly what I needed right now. I'm moving forward in that direction. Or it goes, oh, oh dear, that wasn't what I expected. But that's great because that data then tells you what you need to do differently. But at least now you have the data. You don't have to be thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking about it, getting yourself more confused with more information and more information and more what ifs, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Now you're like, oh, that worked. Brilliant. Oh, that didn't work. Brilliant. Now you can course correct. 
So sometimes we do need to take action. And sometimes we need to rest. Sometimes we need just to stop, to get clear and review, to take stock of where we are in our life, to take stock of where we are with that intention, with that plan, with that relationship, with that career, to stop and take a moment. And sometimes we just need to go, that's it, I'm stopping. I'm resting, I'm refueling, I'm you know, withdrawing my senses back into myself. I'm gonna rest all of my senses. So what, if you were a season right now, what season would you be in? Knowing that seasons in a traditional sense happen every year. Seasons in a hormonal sense happen every month. But you also go through those seasons much more rapidly, perhaps in a whole day, as we go from day to night and back to day again. All of those cycles happen routinely. Every time you go to make a choice, we go through those four seasons. We might not go, oh yes, I'm in spring now, now I'm in summer, now I'm in autumn, now I'm in winter. But every decision you make, you have to have the spring of like making the choice. You have to experience the outcome of your choice, which is summer. You then go, oh, I'm not doing that again. Or, oh, that was fantastic. I'm doing more of that. And then you assimilate it, which is winter. And then you maybe choose to do it again or you choose something completely different. So those cycles, those seasons are continuously in every part of your life. So when you think about what you need right now in this moment, not what you needed yesterday, what you might need tonight or what you might need tomorrow. But in this moment, what do you need? Can you relate it to one of those seasons? And now think about something in your life that maybe you want, but you haven't taken action on. Or maybe you're in the middle of taking action with something significant and you're wavering. You're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if this is the right thing. And then ask yourself, what season is that project in? What season is that relationship in? Because once again, we expect everything to be static. We expect everything to be even keeling. But we don't work like that. Nothing in our body, nothing in nature around us flatlines. <laughs> we don't want to flatline. We know what that means. So where are you? What stage of growth is that project in? Perhaps you're in winter right now and it's just a dream. You have this idea of what you want to create. Oh my goodness, it'll be amazing if. It'll be amazing when but you haven't taken action yet. So maybe you're like, yeah, actually I'm in winter right now. And, and maybe that's the perfect place to be because we need winter. We need to rest. We need to refuel. We need to dream. We need everything to be going on beneath the surface. We need those roots to sink deep before any action above the soil happens. Perhaps you've just taken action. Perhaps you're like, oh my gosh, this is scary, but I've done it. I've started that thing. I've left that thing. I've said yes to this. I've said no to that. And imagine now that seed has cracked open and it's sending its shoots up through the soil. And it's like, oh my God, the whole world has changed. What's going on? You know, in winter, you were that lovely, cozy little seed and everything felt lovely and you felt safe and nourished. And now you've cracked through the soil. And then you're like, holy broomsticks, look at these worms. And the soil maybe is a bit wet and damp and cold. And you're like, oh, all these new feelings, all of these new, you know, experiences on your senses. And you don't know what to do. You want to go back to that seed. <laughs> you want to go back to your little cocoon, but you can't because that's not what you're designed for. 
And so the brave little seed keeps going through inching and inching through the soil and suddenly it breaks through the soil. And it's like, holy broomsticks once more. Now it's got weather. It's got bright light. It's got the sun and the rain and the wind and it's got all of these things. And it's like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. I just want to go back to the soil. Suddenly it's forgotten that it was ever a seed. Now it just wants to go back to the soil. But then it starts to unfurl its leaves and it's like, oh, this is quite nice. <laughs> you know, It's experiencing the sun and the birds and like, the world around. And it's like all these new experiences. This is amazing. We're now in the energy of spring. And then it blooms. Everybody's admiring it. Look at that flower. It's so beautiful. And it's there going, this is it. I've done it. Here it is blooming its best life, being its most beautiful self, going, this is where I was meant to be. And so it's no longer worrying about trying to be small, trying to sink back into the soil, let alone go back to that seed. And it's just living its life, living its best life. And then like it's autumn comes and it starts to wane and it starts to go back to seed and it drops its petals, it drops its leaves and it it leaves behind its legacy. It leaves behind its seeds as they once again go back to the soil. So when it's releasing its leaves, when it's releasing its petals and the colours are going and it's withering, it has a different kind of beauty at, at that stage. In fact, I have to admit, whenever people buy me flowers, um, I keep them well beyond when most people will have chucked them out because I think there's a real beauty in like dried flowers. I suppose they're dried flowers. I don't really want to call them dead, but that is what they are. And they just look so beautiful. They just like have a different feeling about them, but they still have a, an absolute beauty. But in that autumn phase, it's like we're getting rid of the things that no longer serve us. It doesn't need all of those leaves. It doesn't need to hold on to the petals. It's not fighting to hold on to things that have outgrown, that it's outgrown. And it just gently releases them. So when you have your project, you've gone from blooming and going, yes, everything's aligned. Everything is fantastic. This is it. This is what I was here to do. This feels amazing. And then we go into autumn where we go, oh, OK, this worked really well, but that didn't. And actually, I didn't show up as good as well as I could then. And actually, I was really proud of how I did this. We take stock of our project and then we go back to resting and we assimilate all of that information and we like we've got the information we know what worked we know what didn't work now we just need to take a breath to pause to go back into winter to reimagine how we're going to do it all again so with that project where are you in terms to the seasons and when you look at it in terms of the seasons is that useful for you because often people are having that energy of resting and they're thinking, oh, but I need to be productive. I need to be getting on with this. I need to achieve this. Whereas I know for me, many, many times, more, more times than I'd care to admit to, I've sat in front of my computer going, I have to do this. I need to do this you know, piece of writing, whatever it may be. And I was to sit at the screen. I'm like, oh, I don't want to. I want to like, you know, go play in the woods. <laughs> you know, I want to just like relax and do nothing. And I'm like, no, I have to, I should, you know, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'll spend the entire day at my computer. And what I've actually produced at the end of it is pretty much nothing. Or I've looked at it and just gone, oh God, that's rubbish. Whereas if I'd just given myself permission to go, do you know what? You can relax, you can do what it is you need to do today. 
to step away from that computer, to step away from that project, to step away from that obligation and just give given myself, even if I'd given myself like half an hour to go and get some fresh air, if I'd given myself like half a day, whatever it is, it's like that would have made me feel so much more refreshed and I could have gone done in like probably 45 minutes what it, in, what it ended up taking me a whole hour to do. Now, of course, if you're working a nine to five job, you might not be able to like, oh, I'm just going to take the afternoon off. But there will be some way where maybe it's an evening thing that you're like, oh, yes, I have to go to this or I have to do this or I have to, have to, have to. Maybe there is something that you don't have to do. Or maybe when you're scheduling your meetings, you can be like, yeah, do you know what? I'm going to schedule them for the this part of the week or I'm going to do my best to like get additional support to help me through this because right now my body really feels like it needs to rest. So there will be other things you can do to support yourself that doesn't look like like completely being away from your computer or you know your particular work but where are you in that life cycle of that project that's you know that's all consuming or all consuming as a dream or all consuming of your time and i think when we have had our power taken away from us when we step into the energy of i'll do it when yeah i'll do it when i have more time we never have more time. We have to make the time. We don't find time hiding under a chair, as my friend Alison says. It's like we find time. We don't find time. So we make time. We have to make time. We have to prioritise these things. But it's really hard for us to prioritise these, these things, these projects, you know, our dreams and desires when we've always been so busy prioritising other people, other people's needs. And so suddenly when I ask you to do it for yourself, it's really easy to come up with excuses why you shouldn't. And most of those those reasons are a fear and they're a fear of being unloved. They're a fear of not feeling safe. They're a fear of being rejected. They're a fear of like other, what other people might say. They might call me selfish. They might, you know, they might judge me. They might. And <laughs> it's like, they're going to judge you anyway. It's like, at least do something worth judging, you know prioritizing yourself prioritizing your physical and mental health it's like if that's selfish absolutely sign every single one of you up because without those things without as I talk about in my book becoming full of yourself and as I have talked about many times on this podcast when we aren't you know when we're when we aren't full of our own dreams and desires and we're not full of our own rest of our own you know things that make us feel alive it's like we become a shell of ourselves, and we are no use to yourself and you are no use to the world around you. You become bitter and resentful and withered. You know, you're just constantly in the withering of autumn and not because you're choosing to let go of things because you're in that energy of like just constantly trying to bloom and bloom and bloom and bloom and bloom and that the soil gets depleted, the flower gets depleted and you just end up withering and feeling awful. So... Next time you're feeling a particular way. In fact, it's a really good thing to do with emotions. I always say to people, like, check in with yourself several times a day um, so that you can get really clear on what you want and just say to yourself, what do I need right now? Now, this isn't, and this is really important, what you need and what you can give yourself. Okay, so this isn't what you need. I need them to behave a particular way okay that's really disempowering because you are you are adding how you are going to feel 
on the behaviour of someone else. Now, that's not fair on them and it's certainly not fair on you. Perhaps they should behave a particular way. Perhaps they do need to pull their weight. And maybe that's a conversation you need to have with that person. You know, don't expect them to be psychic. You might need to have those conversations, reaffirm those boundaries. But when I'm asking you, what do you need? I'm talking about what do you need that you can give yourself? And so that might look like, like I said, a drink of water. It might look like rest. It might look like scheduling a massage. It might look like just time snuggled up reading your book. It might look like going out with friends. It might look like getting takeout because you do not want to cook. Yeah. What do you need that you can give yourself? Not what do you need somebody else to do? Because what, when you think what I need them to do, is then you are giving your power to somebody else and it's up to them whether they do it or not. So you then become at the mercy of their behaviour. If they do it, you feel great. If they don't, you feel rubbish. It's like, don't do that to yourself and don't do that to them because then you become resentful that they haven't done it and then it just becomes a huge thing. Whereas if you had just said to yourself, okay, what I need to do, what I need is this and that might look like what I need to do is have a conversation. What I need to do is set boundaries. What I need to do is just step away from that situation. So think about what it is that you can do to support yourself. Because then instead of having that drip, drip, drip of your power being taken away from you, every time you stop throughout the day and say, what do I need right now? That drip fills you back up instead of coming out of your your power center it's like oh yeah what do i need oh yeah i need some water what do i need i want to get outside and feel the sun on my face what do i need i just need to step away from my computer and rest my eyes what do i need i need to hang out with my friends this weekend and think about those things you, you are in control of and the other way that you can do this is when you feel an emotion that is let's call it big <laughs> when you feel a big emotion whether it's anger, frustration, overwhelm, ask yourself, what is it you actually need? Because emotions are often signposts. They are indicators of what's working in our life and what's not. We often love to put our like emotions and our feelings on a pedestal, but they're not. They shouldn't knock them off that pedestal immediately. They're just emotions. They are designed to flow through us. We're not supposed to hold on to them and nurture them. Okay, that's when we get dis-ease within the body, dis-ease in the body, um, which might show up as like headaches or eczema or IBS. Yes, it can have physical symptoms, but also it just it just shows up as feeling like not yourself. It shows up as you feeling resentful. It shows up as you comparing yourself to other people. It's just like not a nice energy to be in. So when you have one of those big emotions that feels uncomfortable, it tells you that something isn't as you want it to be. It's like your little scanner going off going, I don't like this. I don't feel safe. I don't feel comfortable. And so ask yourself when you're in, when you have that emotion, sometimes you might have to do it afterwards after you've had the emotion and the emotion has been expressed. But just ask yourself, what do I need in that moment? So maybe you're starting to feel really overwhelmed. And instead of like, whatever your old pattern has been and they're usually learned behaviors so instead of modeling how you have seen overwhelm modeled your entire life just pattern interrupt it stop it for a moment or afterwards if that's if that's the only way you can do it 
And just ask yourself, actually, before I start getting frustrated at people around me or before I start internalising all of this and just feeling awful, what is it I need? And when you think about that overwhelm, the overwhelm is the chop of the ocean. If you sink beneath that and ask yourself, what is it I actually really need in this moment? What can you give yourself? And it might be, do you know what? I do need to step away or it's, I need to ask for more time. I need to ask for support. I need just to tell that person to turn their music down so I can focus. You might be that you just need to take a breath to get out into nature, to drink some water, to do a meditation, to do dancing, drumming, singing, to do anything to shift that energy through. It might be that you just need to take action. It might be that you like you've had enough of yourself. and You're just like, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm making this change right now. And using that emotion and turning that energy into something productive. Now, I don't mean the energy of producing, but I mean productive for you. So instead of feeling overwhelmed, you can go, oh, actually what it is, is I actually need to take action. I actually need to get this thing out of my head or I just need to complete this piece of work. And that might mean saying no to some other things that you had planned for that day but you know it's going to be worth it because actually clearing that piece of information out of your desk might be what you need to do. You might go, oh my goodness, it's all those people on social media. I just need a night away from it. I need to like not scroll. I need to put one of those um, blockers on your phone, on your computer, so you can't just scroll and just take in the energy of all the other people. If that is you, don't forget we have done um, many podcasts on clearing your energy, protecting your energy and, you know, clearing out all of that other other people's junk <laughs> so it's like that might be what you need to do too but when you ask yourself that question what is it I need it allows you to get clear on the answer of what you actually need of where you need to prioritize yourself more and whilst to start with it will feel clunky you know you're feeling overwhelmed and you're saying god Rebecca told me like I have to ask myself what do I need well I don't know <laughs> right that's okay if that's what you originally feel and initially that question what do I need is adding to the overwhelm just acknowledge it for the overwhelm and then carry on this isn't always about finding the answer immediately but what you'll find is happening is each time you ask yourself that question you'll start to find the answer might not happen the first time you ask it might not happen the second time you ask it might not even happen the fifth time you ask but soon your body's going to start going, okay, she's serious. She is listening to us now. Actually, what I need is this. And it's like, our mind doesn't like open loops. It's always looking for the answer. So we ask that question, what is it I really need right now? And like I say, it might, it might be like a really alien question to ask yourself and you have no idea. But soon you ask that question and you're like, oh, this is what she meant. This is what I need right now. And what it does is it creates that sacred pause. It creates that moment when you just go, hang on a minute, before I get churned around by the ocean, you know, chop and get seasick, I'm just going to drop anchor and just let go and let the anchor hold me safe as I bob up and down on my boat rather than flailing around in the in the waves. And it just gives you that moment to breathe and ask yourself, actually, what is it I do need? And like I said, 
to start with, you might feel selfish even asking that. You might wonder why there's so much resistance knowing what it is that you want when it should be a really obvious question. What do you want? You should be able to go, this, Rebecca, I want this. And often it's actually a really hard question because for possibly decades, <laughs> you've been busy making sure that everyone else is okay and only then will you make sure you're okay. Now, hopefully that's not your story, but it is the story time and time and time and time and time and time again for so many of my clients. So I hope that's helpful for you. Because um, the final thing I wanted to say on that was when those emotions come up, we can also look at those emotions as the seasons. So we have those emotions, what is it I need? Sometimes an emotion will come up and it will be something very fresh, <laughs> something immediate has happened. And if we can get it then, if we can say, actually, that behaviour is not OK with me. Actually, this is what I need. Actually, oh, do you know what? I feel I feel medium tired right now. <laughs> I'm going to get an early night. And it's like we pluck that weed when it has just popped out of the soil and we can pluck it, deal with it and it's done. Yeah, no drama. It's just like, oh, yeah, I need to assert that boundary. It might feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it's done. I need to have that early night. Might be a bit inconvenient because I plan to go out with friends, but actually I need that early night because, you know, it's that fresh, it's that fresh weed and it's going to go. Other emotions are more like the entrenched depths of winter. <laughs> We've ignored them, ignored them, ignored them, and they've taken root. <laughs> they've got roots deeper than we can imagine. And if that's the case, what do you need right then? Well, it might be additional support. It might be like some real emotional support. It might need, it might need like a therapist or counselling or, you know, Reiki or kinesiology or whatever it is that you do to support yourself. So even our emotions as they appear during the day, even they can have seasons. So as this week goes by, I want you to really, there's two things really. <laughs> I am the queen of homework, aren't I? Um, <laughs> so there's like a couple of things I want you to do this week. One is regularly ask yourself, what do I need right now? Okay, even if you don't get an answer, I don't care. Keep asking yourself, what do I need right now? Because you will get an answer. And the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And the other thing is just to start asking yourself, what season is this? What season am I in? Whether that's a project whether that's like how you're feeling about something, whether it's an emotion, what season is this? Because it will give you greater context to get really clear on how you need to support yourself and help you decide what it is that you need. OK, so come over into our community and let us know what your thoughts are, what your experiences are on asking yourself what you need. Perhaps it's super, super easy for you. Perhaps it's really quite tricky. Um, viewing things through the lens of seasons does that help you I think sometimes even just looking at things as seasons it's like oh we have spring and summer which is the energy of growth and we have uh, and production and we have like autumn and winter which is the energy of rest rest and renewal and so even recognizing that there's two you know half of the season is about growing and half of the season is about resting and then we think oh yeah day and night half of that is you know waxing and the other half is waning and then we look at the moon cycles and we're like oh yeah that has the same pattern too 
And if you have a period, you're like, oh, yeah, up to ovulation. That's the energy of growing. And like towards our period, we're like, oh, yeah, that's the waning energy. And we start to recognize that when we want to rest, when we feel called to rest, when we get called to turn inwards, we're not being lazy. We're not being, you know, unsocial. We're not being introverted. We're just being human. (laughs) We're just being part of nature. We're just honoring how we feel so you're not wrong when you want to rest you're not wrong when you want to take action it's all part of like the very cycle of being on earth being a human and so whether it's us as a person whether it's our feelings whether it's projects whether it's decisions they can all go through that lens and so I want you to start like asking yourself what is it you need and looking through the lens of that 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 cycle and seasons because like i said from the beginning where we lose our power steady drip 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 that every what do i need right now what season am i in in is a drip 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 in your favor it's a drip 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 of you calling back your power Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you enjoyed a sneaky peek of my book. You are the first people to hear any of the chapters of my book. So um, thank you for bearing witness to that. Like I say, it's released on the 26th and we'll be having a party the week after, which you will, of course, be invited to. But do come over into our community and let us know how you found this episode. So thank you for joining me and I will speak to you again very soon.